What's up, fellow trauma patients? Welcome back to Erico Blueberry, an unassuming destiny podcast. My name, as ever, is Chili Bin. Hi, I'm working through CPTSD. My name is Mackie. Yes, we are all trauma patients in this, the season of The Haunted, the uh, season of group therapy, uh, the season of seances and hard conversations. Uh, we're now, what, six weeks into the story stuff? It seems like there's maybe one more to go after we've done six weeks of seven missions and there's still a little bit left on that seasonal quest. So we've, we've got a bit to talk about because we missed a couple of weeks. Um, so we might as well talk about that story stuff. Yeah. Are you huffing? <laughs> what is that Amber Heard conspiracy? I'm doing the I'm doing the Amber Heard like. <laughs> <laughs> she's huffing cocaine in the courtroom, or no, she's just trying she's to get a booger. booger out of her nose. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, last couple of weeks of story have focused on Kaito who, if you remember, was not part of the seance in that sort of seasoning op- season opening cutscene. Seasoning. Seasoning, yeah. <laughs> Did not apply her spices to the mix. She prefers her meat cooked and unseasoned. Uh, it's more efficient that way so she can get back to fighting. Um, He's white. Yes. <laughs> uh, colonial, much? Uh, but Oh, no, I picture like Miss Trunchbull from Matilda. <laughs> Oh, very good. It's got trunchbull energy. Very good. Um, But yeah, so the way that Eris tells it is because she wasn't part of that initial ceremony, she's not bound in the same way. So the sever missions that we do concerning her are different in nature. A little different, yeah. In terms of how they play as a person playing the video game Destiny 2, they're pretty much the same thing. Story-wise, it's a little different. Um, Her, Her severing. Mm. It felt more confrontational than a reconciliation. Yeah, she was very much... So she's haunted by the nightmare of Gaul, which is interesting because what is their relationship? I'm still not totally sure. Yeah, the, imp- the, was... imp- the impression I get is that Gaul was her, like, mentor or coach or, like, you know, she learned the ways of the cabal from him but then other yeah i thought that and then other times it almost felt not romantic but maybe like an uh an organized partnership right but yeah because it's like an arranged not an arranged but yeah the the reason i'm kind of leaning more towards that kind of mentorship mentor or student kind of relationship is Gaul is constant in these missions, constantly talking about you haven't, like you haven't uh, conquered the the humans, the vanguard. You're working with them. You're therefore weak, and talking like that. Um, whereas Kytel's, like in this in this last week, um, basically says no. It's 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 compromise so that we don't die essentially. Um, and so there's. Yeah, it's it's a little different to the other the other characters um, with uh, Crow and Zavala because it's not necessarily trauma from their past. It's more. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is that she's well, kind of confronting there. To be fair, the way Gaul, and this is imagination Gaul, so it might not be completely accurate. Mm. But then when you look at the lore and everything else, Gaul kind of 
treated her and spoke to her like shit. Mm. Like he was terrible to her. And if, for a mentor and a partnership, I could imagine you respect this person so much, whether it be a mentorship or in a relationship. And they're basically telling you the whole time, oh, you're weak, you're mm. shit, you're terrible. Yeah, but if it's if it's that more kind of, you know, militaristic relationship, like a drill sergeant kind of, I'm going to tell you what to do, go do it. Like if it's that, if it's more about that power and control, then those interactions make sense. Yeah, um, I don't know. My note yeah. just said Gull seems like a shitty boyfriend. To be honest, well, <laughs> he sounded like an abusive partner. Yeah. The way he was like gaslight, gate gatekeeping, girl bossing him. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. he's just like your shit, and she's like, oh well, I told you this when you were alive, and he was more or less like, no, you didn't. And I was yeah. like. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so kind of interesting stuff because also, like, you know, Gaul is someone that us, the player character, has a relationship with, you know, with the going back to the Red War campaign. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, the nightmare of Gaul is making references to that throughout some of this stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it, it felt less... I guess, emotionally intensive than the last, what, four weeks of the story were. Well, the initial four weeks were because it was very much like characters addressing their grief and their sorrow and coming to terms with that. This was more just like rage. I think that's actually yeah. like what week five's mission was called was rage. Uh, and then was... six is reconciliation, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, I think... Crow and Zavala, I feel like a lot more people connected with those mm. stories because we we all have things we've done in the past that might not have been the greatest. Obviously mm. not killing someone. Sure. I'd hope. <laughs> Sus. I played the fifth. <laughs> Among us. Mm. Um, but then also not just like losing a loved one because it happens, mm -hmm. but also maybe we've left a relationship or a relationship has fallen apart and part of you also regrets how that relationship ended or even for some of us that the relationship ended mm. or they've lost maybe not in the same way as Avala did where they, they're gone but maybe you don't have contact with someone anymore and you regret that like I think you can relate to that on a level on top of like a lot of us have experienced death and loss and that's relatable as well, I think. But whereas not a lot of us, I guess, function on spite <laughs> like Kaido does. Yeah. Because and... when it comes to spite, I'm, and I say this all the time on Twitter and to people when they come to me for advice, spite is a very powerful emotion. Put it, like, invest it back into yourself mm -hmm. because... Nothing shits a person off more than success. And if oh, they yeah. hate you, it's like the best, what is it? The best revenge is living well. Yeah. Like, why spend all that spiteful energy on trying to get back at them when you can invest that powerful energy back into yourself and mm -hmm. being better and doing better? Because that'll piss them off more. Whereas Keitel's just like, you did wrong by me. So, um, sacrificial blood combat thank you yes <laughs> i'm gonna need one of yours because you took one of mine yeah she 
that rage and that spite fuels her in like a very toxic way. I hate saying that, but like well, in a very kind of but she's also you know coming, burning bridges kind of way from a culture that has a very strong military tradition. Yeah, yeah, and so a lot of it's informed by that, and that's why I think that's where I think a lot of the tension in her story with these with these weeks comes from is you know Gaul is very much that tradition saying you know you are cabal you only survive by killing everything in front of you essentially what is it we eat the mountains yeah. and we drink the seas you know that comes up in one of them um and that's and where she's breaking tradition by working yeah. with the light and bearers and that's essentially where week six you know this week's story goes is her saying essentially the cabal were on the brink of death and this was the only way to Avoid that was to compromise and to form alliances and work with people. Um, And yeah, like it it was not necessarily as like, you know, emotionally driven as, as the previous weeks have been, but it still had that, it had a good feeling of resolution with that sort of like two week uh, pair like that. Um, Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I just think in terms of connecting, I, I think a lot of the audience won't connect emotionally like they might have done with mm. Crow and Zavala, but mm. I think there will be also a lot of more stubborn people maybe in the Destiny 2 audience who will take, hopefully take something away from Keitel kind of being like, no. Yeah. Sometimes you got to admit that you're wrong, Gaul. Yes. Um, And you got to do what you do sometimes to survive and tradition, traditions get overwritten all uh, the time. So, Dude. Tradition is just something someone decided to do, kept doing it, and they they now label it as a tradition. And I say that as someone who has, like, in, in their family, changed how we do, like, Christmas at the end of the year drastically compared to how we used to do it. And, like, this big thing when I was, when I was young and, like, multiple events and big family gatherings. And now it's like, no, we're just going to see the people we like. We're going to just hang out and treat ourselves and keep it chill you know like yeah. it, you can change your mind about tradition at any point as an adult tradition for me has become and i appreciate it now class it <laughs> pants drunk oh yes I, I that's that. tradition for I me for a lot of christmases is sitting at home in my underwear drinking cold beer because well, it's summer i live in a <laughs> tropical state yeah. and christmas is like 40 yeah, so degrees. How, like, how does that actually work in Finland? Do you just keep the house super hot? Yeah. Okay. Non-traditional homes typically have big fireplaces. Oh. Or multiple in, fireplaces. Sitting in front of a fireplace, no um, pants, getting wasted. That sounds great. Or a lot of them also have, um, like, big potbelly stoves oh. in the center of the house. So you would often just sit around the table and the mm. potbelly stove, while it's cooking dinner or lunch, would heat the house up. Yes. Most modern houses just have um, induction heating now. Um, sure. Heated bathrooms, heated yeah, tile yeah, floors, yeah. those kinds of things. But traditionally it would be a hearth or some of the <laughs> normal fins. <coughs> but some of the, I was going to say, some of the nuttier ones sit uh-huh. outside around a bonfire and do it. Cool. But, we're also talking about the same kind of people who do uh, sauna to ice water bath back to sauna with the uh, birch birch leaves and stuff. Yeah. I want to go to Finland. It sounds cozy. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. 
You think I'm intense? Yeah. I'm I'm domesticated you're, compared to some you're people. You're mild-mannered neighborhood <laughs> I've been I've been Australianized. I'm domesticated. <laughs> Fuck. Compared to some of the but the bush people. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is their actual name. They oh. just fuck off into the north and then oh. return with big bushy beards. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. The way the world's going, that, that also sounds pretty appealing. Yeah, they just fuck aban- off and then... They just abandon computers and go live in the woods with the bush people in They just all roll through Helsinki once a year to get drunk, restock, and then fuck off. That sounds kind of nice. It's like Festival of the Midnight Sun. Which is just a week-long party because the sun like a, doesn't go down. Sounds like a metal album. Sounds like an Australian <laughs> metal team. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a week of sun. Yes. Yeah, so you no, just I... piss up the entire week. And then the winter version of that is no sun for a week. It's like the endless night or something, right? Like yeah, a, yeah, so they have essentially Burning Man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> where they just build these big effigies and big bonfires and just go nuts. Fuck yeah. Anyway, before this becomes a travel show, um, so season holiday to Finland. Let's yes, go. I'm in. Um, so as far as like seasonal story goes, if you go and look at the seasonal quest, there is still a few steps left on it. So that I'm assuming will be what we get next week. But we've done, we've seen all of the sever instances, right? So my guess, as much as we don't speculate too much is the end of that quest is going to concern us, right? We were also... Or terrorists. Well, yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. It's like we were also in that seance that... Uh, <laughs> what did we give, though? We, we yeah. kind of just sat on our knees and just, like, with our hands on our hips. Yeah, I know. I, I need to go back and watch <laughs> that to see all the little details. <laughs> but, yeah, I reckon it's, it's either us or Eris or both somehow tied up in, in the end of this storyline... So I was going to say, Eris is still being haunted by her fire team, right? Yeah. We that, don't cleanse. I haven't yeah, played like Shadowkeep, f- so I wouldn't know. <laughs> but it's like five people, right? That almost needs its own season to deal with all of that. And she's been dealing with that for years, so. Oh, man. I, don't know. I do love the cutscenes, though, where she's just like, shut up! She's just screaming at ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm very curious to see what they do there. Because. You know, previously with seasonal storylines, you can kind of telegraph how they're going to wrap them up. What if it's the ghost of Cade? That would be... That would be huge! The nightmare of Cade? It, it would be huge, yes. They and would, it's the Guardian's is, guilt with not making it there in time? Yeah, but that's also such a fine needle to thread to not... It's also a little on the nose. Of all the people that we've lost throughout the yeah. lifetime of Destiny and Destiny 2, it's a little bit like, it's there. But, like, there's basically no way to get that right. Because me, me, I don't want to hear about Cade anymore. I don't think he's that funny or interesting. But a bunch of people are going to be like, no, my boy, blah, blah, blah. My boy. (laughs) Cedric's dad. My boy. Yeah, but they're going to be like, oh, no, that's not the way to handle Cade. It's like, well, just don't do it. Do something else. Move forward. The nightmare of the traveler. And you're just being followed by a giant (laughs) pulsating orb. Orb. Talk. No, it's just following no, you. I've got it. It's all the weapons that got sunset. You're just it's just all these guns floating behind you. You all said that, but now it's just Telesto. 
the nightmare of Telesto. It's a bunch of guns, and then they all just one by one start turning into Telestos. Or it's all the no. weapons. No, it's all the weapons from D1 that they're never going to bring into D2. Mine would just be the ghost of uh, the, the nightmare of Icebreaker. <laughs> My boy. Yeah. God. I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what it is? Your chase. So you load then into. the sniping? Never no. again. So like, you know how on the throne world you've got a little bit of Mars there? They open yes. up a little bit more of Mars. You load into that. And there are a bunch of sparrows behind you. It's the Ghost oh, of Sparrow no, Racing of League. Sparrow because that's such a bad idea. Don't ever bring that back. Sparrow it's, Racing was only ever good when me and the fire team were drunk. And I'm, I'm saying that as someone who's never played it. I just, it doesn't sound fun. I don't Honey, get the obsession. Get drunk and play some Gran Turismo. I do that with Forza Horizon. That game is... <laughs> Just silly. <laughs> it's real dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I want to take a Ford Transit van and put a V10 in it. Let's go. We play, what is it? Burnout. Oh, dude. I love Burnout. Get drunk. Go play the old Razor Scooter game from the PS1. Dude, I remember playing that. Holy shit. <laughs> I only say that because I used a completely legal way to secure PS1 games yeah. and just <laughs> went through my mental catalogue of, like, PS1 games and, like, I messaged my brother and he was like, oh, Crash Bash. And I was like, oh, I just yeah. got reminded that Crash Bandicoot has a party game. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, the Razor Scooter game. <laughs> you know when you get hit by nostalgia real hard? Yeah, there's a... um. Fighting Vipers, that sent me for about six hours. I was like, did I imagine this fucking game? There's a fuck it. So there's an XKCD comic which introduced the, the, the concept of nerd sniping someone, which is where you mention some concept or something and their brain can only dive into that now. Doesn't, don't, just disregard whatever you were thinking about before. That is what that is. This tattoo, yeah. nerd snipes on a regular basis. Yeah. People look at it and go, oh my God, I, I forgot that, that game was yeah. a thing. <laughs> yep. I never played it, but I saw it around all the time. And I was like, yeah, it's one of Insomniac's like earliest yep. things. Yes. Just do that with D1 games, uh, D1 guns to Destiny players. Yeah. You know what's fun is like every now and then when, I'm in, when I've got dim open, you can look at your D1 vault because it's just there. You just click into it. Mine's and just... It, titles but it's icebreakers <laughs> every now and then i look at it and i just don't remember any of that shit like i've got an iron galahorn in there i don't remember using any galahorn in d1 but i have one well, it's like when devil's lair first came back in mm. and there was a few the first time i played it was with you guys yeah. and there was a few times i was like Ugh. like it like yeah hit nostalgia in a really weird part of like where I was almost like transported back to sitting on my share house couch on my play, like, on my PlayStation with my tiny TV, just like, oh, like yeah. See, it just I've hits got, you in this weird way. I've got this like really, I don't know, like hazy memory of D one because it wasn't until D two where I regularly had people that I could play with, and especially after like 
it was basically season of arrivals where like our group formed and I was actually playing really regularly. But before yeah, it was that, the grand panini. So like, well, yeah, for 2019, one thing. but it, it was all like that also could have happened at any point. Cause what I was always missing was a group of people that regularly played it. Right. That I could do things with, talk about the game with that sort of stuff. Well, yeah, so, it could have been as, as, um, as easy as event that we yes. all go to and yeah. one of us mentioning it at event and then all of us getting back and being like, yo, we were talking about destiny at this yeah, event. You exactly. want to like, but my, like up until that point, like I would basically just do the campaign stuff solo, put the game down for a year and then come back to it when there's some new big expansion. Right. Like my, I first got it with the D one legendary edition, which was like D one plus Taken King. And then I just did all the story stuff and did like a couple of the expansions after that, but didn't really get familiar with any of the game to, to, to anywhere near the level I am now. But then with D2, I'm like, okay, I know this shit inside out. So when I go back and look at D1 stuff or I hear about D1 stuff, I'm like, I, this sounds vaguely familiar, but it also sounds like a fever dream. Yeah. I could get that. Mm. I played it pretty heavily. Mm. I got the the day one special edition white PS. Was it the PS4? Yeah, it was the PS4 because it was flat. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. day one PS4 um, with the con- the fancy controller and the right the white and silver. Yeah. See, I, I got. I want to say I got the PS4 that came with that legendary edition. Um, or that you could get with it and it had like the gold vanguard symbol on the front and like a bunch of other artwork behind it um so i think yeah that that was like just the taken king version i think they had a different one for the early I think, release i think for me we got i got that version but then like two or three months after destiny 2 came out i think it wouldn't have been the last of us it would have. It might have been Infamous Second Son came mm. out, and then Destiny kind of took the. Well, I played that for ages, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't until I got approached by some of my homies who are now like successful Destiny two players mm-hmm. who were like, "Hey, um, PVP's out. Do you want to give it a go?" Right. And then that was nights or mornings because they were based in the US, fucking around <laughs> in PVP, and then that turned into trials, and then. So, yeah, there are some aspects of the Destiny mm. story that I'm a bit cloudy on because I was playing PvP through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we only went into the story stuff if there was a gun or an exotic we wanted for PvP. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's how deep. That, that, I was that a sweat. Like still true to I a was certain a sweat. extent. <laughs> um, anyway, that's, that's a huge yeah. sidetrack. Where were we? Season story. We're almost at the uh, end of it. Keitel's story wrapped yes. up. Zavala and Keitel becoming knitting friends. Yeah. Zavala telling Keitel he will teach her how to knit. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm enjoying their relationship developing whatever form it may be taking. It, it, it seems too, they were kind of flirty. It seems weird to me that people want to treat them as romantically involved. I don't want to, but there were a couple of instances mm. in week two where I was like. Yeah. I don't know where that's going. Um, but I mean, you can be plutonic, plutonic, platonic. You could be plutonic. 
You could be plutonium <laughs> if is you Plut- want to. Is plutonic when you have sex with aliens? Like, what's happening there? Uh, I'm committed to Pluto and Pluto only. <laughs> the dog? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very gross. I mean the planet. I want to fuck the planet. Okay. What do you think I am? Some sort of freak? <laughs> uh, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Um, you can become plutonium if you want to. Oh, you can leave your Just friends behind. Think about it real hard. Yeah. Um, you can have a flirtation ship with friends. A flirtation ship. Yes. Flirtation ships. Okay. Where it's flirty, but it never quite crosses the line of like right. inappropriate. Okay. There's like there's banter, mm-hmm. and then there's like you know when you you you're kind of balancing on that thin line of flirting, but I was also gonna say, banter. That sounds like fucking tightrope walking. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I've admittingly got a couple of flirtation ships where they'll never become romantic, right. but it's fun to have that banter back and forth. Okay. Um, especially when both of you understand that it's not going to turn into anything but romantic, sure. it frees you up to make those kinds of like, someone says something and you turn around and go, you wish like that right. kind of like banter. Yeah. I like to call that like a flirtation ship. Okay. Okay. Or you've got a friend that you're just super comfy with where you just make the occasional flirty comment, but it's not taken any more than just being a dickhead with each other. Right. Yeah. Okay. I get you. Like my, that's not my job. Yes. Or like, not my pig, not my mud. Yeah. That kind of like. (laughs) Yeah. Like, whenever I'm like frustrated and like, I don't ever say this actually meaning it, but I'll say like, "Uh, suck my dick. Like, just as as an exclamation. And then, yeah, not my job. Not my job. (laughs) Always just like completely disarms that comment. Which is not my pig, not my mud. Uh Uh-huh. Why is there mud? Okay. I don't judge you. Destiny 2. <laughs> what you want. Season of the Haunted. Uh... I just want to say, Gaul roasting Keitel is hilarious to me because he roasts her a few times. Yeah. And then you realize that's a figment of Keitel's imagination. So she's just roasting herself. Yes. Or, or like imagining the... that Gaul would roast her in this specific way, right? She says to him, you're a weak shadow of yourself or a weak version of yourself and he turns around and says i am limited by your own weak imagination yeah (laughs) so many layers of like you just attack yourself you bullying yourself pretty much it's very i thought that was hilarious but then finally getting to melt the nightmare ghoul yeah in the fucking engine (laughs) just flipping that switch and watching him melt he's like Fuck you. Oh, that bit. Yeah, the the Galran. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because the goal fight is like, he's a big dude and it's like in this tight enclosed encounter with like all these battles and shit in the way. I just get the scythe and my super and galley and bye. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. No, setting setting Galran on fire two weeks in a row. That was a lot of fun. And just like, chase me, chase me, chase me. Ha ha, you're on fire. Now you're dead. That's revenge for all the times he's jump scared me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big boy just popping out from around the corner. Like, I've got two knives. Or you walk down like a, an alleyway and he's just like, hello. And you're like, no. <laughs> Goodbye. Good evening. <laughs> There's a clip of him scaring me. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, that was really good. 
so yeah tune in next week and we'll we'll see how all of that wraps up um i yeah i don't know where they're going i just want to see fucking... if they do us or eris yeah i also want to earn that t-shirt the season of the haunted heavy metal I... logo i've been putting money aside for yeah. it every paycheck like because i know it's gonna cost me like 50 60 bucks at the end hopefully your boy gets a job before that t-shirt comes out <laughs> I'll tell you what, what we'll do is to save on shipping. Yeah. I'll get my shirt sent to you as well. And then I'll just come and get it in October. <laughs> it's still the same amount of shipping. It still has to get to Australia. Yeah, but then we'll split it in half. No, you can't order them together. Oh, fuck. Because it's, it's a bungee. I forgot about that. Because it's a bungee rewards item. You have to order one shirt by yourself and you cannot combine it with any other item in their store. That sucks. Because what if you're suck. a couple? Mm-hmm. You have or to, housemates. You have to place the order with your linked account so it's a one-to-one relationship in their store. But Bungie, what if what shipping's if? expensive because oh, live yeah. in Ireland? They know it is, but I think a lot of it is out of their hands. Yeah. For a moment then I was thinking just like normal stuff where I'm just like, yeah, we'll just go halvesies in the shipping. Yeah. And then I'll just come and get it from you in October. <laughs> this is a very fortuitous pivot. Speaking of exorbitant shipping costs (laughs) yeah Uh, one can only imagine the uh shipping cost of the the nerf galahorn which we will be able to pallet yeah we will be able to purchase as of uh bungee day seven seven uh so basically what five days from now they're going to open up the pre-orders for that provided that you've earned it in game which is just do you have a galahorn which i'm pretty sure everybody has um considering it was free content Right? Everybody could just get it. You just had to go to Grasp, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, um, they put out a bunch of images showing actually how big it is on a person. It is fucking massive. We, I'm about to dox how short I am. Yeah. We sat down and figured it out, and one of the people from the server figured out that is if you put it butt like, of the gun upwards, up. yeah. it'd come up to here on me. Yeah. So I, one of my friends wants like to buy one. Long. Yeah, one of one of my friends wants to. Uh, one of the server people is like, when I buy it, and you're here in October, can I please take a photo of you holding it? Because you know what it, it would be fucking hilarious seeing yeah. tiny Mecky and then this giant no, gun. No, you know what it's reminding me of. You know when you see like people who post photos of fish they've caught on social media, and they're always <laughs> holding it up lengthways. <laughs> but you. But Photoshop it so it's a Galahorn holding me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a fish um, upside down. Yeah, I look, I I do want to get it. Um, because I think it's fucking great and dumb and amazing that they made it happen. And there's a whole I'm, like article they well not article, it was in the Twelve, I think, or they did put yeah. an article. They, they put, put like something a out in the middle article of the article about it. Yeah. And it was going into like the design process and people from Nerf and Bungie were in there with comments, and it, it there's so much attention to detail. It is probably going to cost the better part of... I'm going I'm, to... Okay, let's take bets. Between the cost of the item, shipping, and then convert it to Australian dollars, I'm going to go $1,100. So my nerf... <laughs> 
It's essentially bear, bear in line. mind this is a four and a half foot long product that unlike anything Nerf has ever produced. Yeah, a few years ago, in saying that Nerf made what is essentially a Droganoff. Okay. And that thing cost me $300, and that was four years ago Okay, I was still in the share house when I bought it, so yeah, yeah. four or five years ago. And it's huge, because it's a Droganoff. It's yeah. like, and it launches the big, fat Nerf bullets. That cost me $400 almost like five years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go 500 maybe 600 for the actual gun itself, AUD. Mm-hmm. And then... I'm going to say almost $200 for shipping. So you're sitting at like $800. Mm -hmm. $800, $900. Then again, it cost me $65 to get some shirts shipped to me the other day. So Yeah, and, you know, supply chains, et cetera, shipping, et cetera. Okay, so we're basically... I'm going to say about 900 I think we're around the same where we're going up towards the... the either thousand. side of a grand um, Australian um, dollars. And that it's going to be delayed six months. Well, they've, they've already said, like, it won't ship until, like, October or something, right? Yeah, but I think it's going to be delayed beyond then I because think I think the demand... A lot of demand, yeah. <laughs> demand for it is going to be huge just judging by the online reactions. Yeah. The flip side of that is that I'm also really excited for it to get into people's hands because I'm excited to see people paint it and like modify it to look like the in-game Galahorn. I, I want to keep it looking the way it does. It's and goofy. I, yeah, well, that that was what I, what was it? Um, before Weapon Sunsetting, I had a parcel of starter shotgun in the game that I put a very bright orange shader on it and oh, referred yeah, we, to it as a Nerf shotgun because it just looked we, fucking We great. ran around as the safety crew for a while yes. where we had the Nerf guns yep. and the orange. <laughs> we did a DSC as the safety crew uh, yeah. one time. It's <laughs> real dumb. Alex was calling himself the OSHA inspector. He was, yes. I think <laughs> I think that was before like the name change stuff got tightened up and he like actually changed his name to that. Yeah. God, what a time. But yeah, but yeah, they, I so think that, that's coming. A thousand dollars is a safe bet, especially in Australia. Yeah, and I think give, most give of that's going to be shipping. Yeah, most of it's going to be shipping. Yeah, I think the shipping will be almost as much as the gun. Well, I don't know what the how it scales because when I order a t-shirt or a pin, the shipping is always roughly the same amount, and I <laughs> hope that doesn't track to something like this. You boys might have to go together and then just split the shipping. But you can't combine orders. Like, we would have to buy one Fuck, I keep us. forgetting yeah. that. Yeah. I no. just find it funny. I'm about to, on, in October, I'm about to go to someone's apartment purely for the, the entertainment value of them getting me to, like, if it's there in time. Yeah. Of it, them, won't, it will not be. Them getting, you. they just want to see me hold this thing because I'm so small. Yeah. <laughs> they just want a picture of me holding it. Yeah, no, it, it, it will not be here by October. If you want it that bad, homie, I have a picture of me holding a real rocket launcher. Decommissioned. Decommissioned. <laughs> Decommissioned. <laughs> but it's almost as big as me. Yeah. Huh. That thing's goofy and I can't wait to I like. Love it. I, I just, love, I'm so yeah. exciting, so excited for the modding community to get their hands on it and cosplayers. Because like. I just, I just want to see someone shoot someone else with it. That's, Whether that's me doing it or a video of someone doing it, that's what I want. Because, like, when they first announced it, they were talking about the rounds that it will shoot 
do not exist in any other Nerf product because it's built to replicate the Gellarhorn rocket, which is it hits and then other things come out of it, which is nuts. I'm hoping it's one of those ones that it's like, you know how you've got the Nerf pool stuff as well? Like pool toys? Yeah. Yeah. And there's one launcher kind of thing that launches like wet hacky sacks essentially (gasps) for like people to catch. Hang on. The phrase wet hacky sacks. You cannot just walk past that. I don't want to play wet hacky sack. That sounds like someone would have that as their destiny name. (laughs) Wet hacky sack is near. It's just just a a Ziploc bag full of mints. I, just the, the destiny name thing reminded me the other day I was on the moon and it, I didn't screen cap it and all it said was Ted Bundy is near and I was like oh, no, no. <laughs> it was so scary it's <laughs> like oh I'm a white woman in her 30s I gotta go <laughs> target demographic I gotta go <laughs> just, yellow beetle rolls up <laughs> um there's there's this, this <coughs> water there's this like nerf gun that shoots like these big bullets like the wet hacky sack. and yeah. it makes this fantastic thump noise okay. you know that noise I do whenever I, sh- I shoot something in game and it's a rocket launcher and I go thump or is it's like a uh, grenade launcher sound that thump yeah I hope yeah. it makes that IRL just thump I hope it's good. got a speaker in it and it does the awoo could you imagine that that would be all right when you fire the trigger and it does that awoo. Yeah, that's more of a Dead Man's Tale thing, though. I don't know how much the noise no, is. No, the yeah. gal- galley makes like a... When Wolfpack rounds are on, I guess it, it makes, oh, it makes like, yeah, a, like when a all the other, noise. Where the, where the rounds track. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's, that's why I do attention. it. I don't yeah. just do it for shits and giggles. It's because I hear it and my ADH brain goes, do the sound again. <laughs> Repeat the joke. That's why I couldn't play McCree in Overwatch, because like, it'd do the... It's high noon. Noise, and I'd go... It's Along with in. it. That's stupid. Yeah. If I had money, I'd buy one and just have it on the shelf behind me. Just anytime you're on a call and someone says something you don't like, just shoot the camera with it. Not even that. Just aim it at the camera. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Big fucking rocket launcher. Just, just all... pull it into frame. What? Just all five foot of me. Just Yeah. <laughs> Howdy, partner. Holding a Nerf gun that is the same size as you are. <laughs> a Lixney baby strapped to me. Ooh. Don't talk to me or my sons ever again. It's my Gallahorn. Yeah. Good as. Um, onto some actual game stuff, I guess. I suppose. Story, the technical stuff. Story boo. and store chat. Um. Actually, no. So I, I've reached... Welcome to Capitalism Hour with Eric Blueberry. Um, so this week I reached Season Pass 100, um, which means I've got all of the fucking armor ornaments so I can look like a good bony skull man. Um, Screaming skull boy. Basically just, uh, what is it, that Nick Cage film, Ghost Rider? Because you sent me a fucking video of the Sparrow... <laughs> I don't know if you were under the influence, but that video is just you going. <laughs> I try to do a Skeletor voice because it reminds me of yeah. He Man. But it's, it's just this chattering skull. Yeah, and I thought so it was Skeletor the, as soon as I saw the it. The fucking sparrow that you get off the season pass 
right at the front of it, there's one of those red skulls that you see <laughs> on the armor, and it's just like the lower jaw is just moving up and down. Nah, but nah, nah, nah. have you also looked at it? The front bits of it look like arms. And then the, it, it's like on all fours. Just like, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's not Waluigi. What are you doing? <laughs> it's not a goblin either. Um, <laughs> but it just, yeah. The chattering jaw and the way it looks front on. I just couldn't. I'm going to get it and I'm going to put a purple and yellow shader on mm. it and see if I can turn it into Skeletor from yeah. He-Man. Yeah. Ah, beast man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and um, the... Evil si- Gore shell is bright dust. The what? And it's... There's an egregore, egregore, egregore. Oh, yeah. There's a... It's got like little a sparrow, off, off the... a sparrow and a sh- ghost shell mm, that are infected by egregore. I know, I want the gross... Like, just gross is my aesthetic. <laughs> See, <laughs> so, I... Like, I got Everything. that fucking boat ghost shell, the one. So I think it was like I. Bright Dust last week, and I'm using it. It's great. So am I, but like the moment I get it, that Egregore shell, it's gross time. So I was, gross. I was running a strike, I and I had, that, an armor. I had that boat equipped, and it was like one of those bits where you get to a point, there's a door, you've got your ghost to scan it to open it. It was fucking <laughs> sideways. It it wasn't just like boat <laughs> facing the thing. It was like on its side for some reason, and it... I lost my shit. <laughs> Every time I think of ghost shells fucking up, I think of the clamshell <laughs> when it used to load in upside down. Yeah. And y'all would lose me for like 10 minutes every time it happened. <laughs> y'all want to play some clam bit? <laughs> Just like my little guy. Fuck. Wobble. Ah. We we can do one of the strikes because I I hit E to to like hack. Yeah, and he was upside down just floating around. He tripped just, on the way out. I just couldn't get it together. And you guys are like, we're doing a nightfall. <laughs> like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, I'm having a moment. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um. What else is going on? Uh, Anti-barrier sidearm is back for people that yeah. use sidearms. Um, so the, it's been gone for like four weeks. It took So the issue, I don't know if you're aware, was that anti-barrier sidearm would let you pierce uh, Ward of Dawn, Titan barricades, and was basically just broken as fuck. Um, so they just disabled it. Letting me do my favorite thing when mods get disabled, get my artifact up to negative one unlocks. Uh, because I mine's doing that at I, the moment. I picked it up and it was still disabled, but it counted it. And now that it's re enabled, I've got one more than I should have. Anyway, um, yeah, I was uh running with the season pass sidearm. What is it? Is it trespasser? Is that the name? Something like that. Yeah, the yeah. exotic with the it's, laser. It yeah, it's a little little arc sidearm. Really fun once you get get its perk going. Like you get a kill, reload, and then it's shooting five round bursts. And if you get a kill, it resets that, reloads the mag. So if you're on like ad clear or just like running some low level shit, you just like empty a room with that fucking thing. And then couple with the fact that you can make an anti barrier. Um, it's Uh-oh. a good time. Yeah. But what I was actually doing. 
So I was running some lost sectors and I was like, oh, anti-barrier sidearm, because these lost sectors are pretty close quarters, the ones that I was doing, I need anti-barrier. So I got out, Traveler's Chosen. And it turned out I had the catalyst at about 90% complete. Um, and so Traveler's Chosen is pretty fun. It's it's a little fiddly. Like you get a, you get like a bunch of kills with it, stacks up to 10, and that makes the gun, like it boosts all its perks essentially, but you can hold reload to dump those stacks and recharge all your abilities. But when you get the catalyst, it gives it full auto and osmosis. So if you throw your grenade, suddenly it's doing elemental damage matching your subclass. Um, so I was running a lost sector that only had void shields. I was running a void class and I was basically just killing everything with Traveler's Chosen. So I'd throw the grenade, pop all these things down, if I needed to switch weapons, meaning I lose the osmosis perk, guess what? Use Traveler's Chosen to refill my abilities, throw a grenade, and I've got it back. Like, it, it was actually a really satisfying loop once I figured it out. Um, that gun kind of whips and has me thinking about using it in high-level nightfalls, and I can't believe I'm saying that about a fucking sidearm. Uh, yeah. It's a good time. Because some of them yeah. actually hit way harder than you realize. They're just like little pistols. Not hand cannons, but like they can pack a punch. Yeah, I tend to, uh, except for cryosthesia, I don't mm. mind using cryosthesia. But like, if I had to pick something for that first slot, mm. other than a pulse or a sub, generally it's hand cannons. Yeah. Let's lie. Let's not lie. It's Thorn. Yeah. <laughs> it's Thorn. Yeah. Um, so I don't really like play with the sidearms a lot unless yeah. I've got a bounty that relies on them. Yeah, like like I said, they're they're good if you're in like a lot of close quarters situations because they're tiny. They don't have a lot of range. Um, but I like I also have really come to appreciate osmosis as a perk, and the reason for that is the harmonic shield popping. No harmonic siphon. Um, so with the change to orbs of power, one of the helmet oh, yeah. one of the helmet mods is a one cost multi kills with weapons matching your element type generate orbs right. Yes. So if you're running a kinetic with osmosis, then that's another vector to generate orbs. So I, I dropped one. Especially if you've got other party members who are running. Well, no, it it only counts it for yourself. Oh. So and 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 that's how orbs have always worked it's based on like what you do you're generating orbs other people can use the orbs oh but i'm thinking not... of well yeah wells as well sure um but yeah i dropped one of the seasonal kinetic auto rifles fire fright with um osmosis and then this new perk well-rounded which basically is if you use a grenade or land a charged melee hit it stacks extra damage um, so throw grenade, it also does more damage and is now an elemental weapon, but also as a solar titan with a throwing hammer that I can do charge melee hits with a lot, I can just stack that up and suddenly like kinetic auto rifle is doing a lot of, a lot of fucking damage. That'd it's be really handy with the, um, warlock's click as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you can get that to regen, uh, quickly, um, to build those I'm stacks sure up. Yeah, I'm sure there's some mods or something that yeah, would help. There'll be builds for that, but yeah, I've been 
weirdly messing around with osmosis and sidearms like with it without really like sitting down and thinking about it i was like oh this gun's actually kind of fun to use just based on how i play and then i looked at the perks i was like oh that's why osmosis Bungie, like you're, you're ruining a man <laughs> turning me in so at one point i was running around with three solar weapons <laughs> just i shouldn't be able to do that <laughs> the merciless sun god <laughs> actually because i was also running path of burning steps which i'm using a lot this season with solar 3.0 so solar kills yeah. boost weapon damage and that stacks up a bunch and then there's Titan abilities, Roaring Flames to like, you know, boost all of it again. Um, so running Nightmare Containments and just clearing all these shit tier ads and just stacking all this extra damage up, it's really satisfying. Yeah. I'm I'm actually having a lot of fun playing almost like a healing warlock with mm. the solar stuff now too. Well, after I've like fixed it up, yeah. Yeah, I've like tweaked my build right back, and I'm just like, oh, this feels kind of like D1, like mm. restoration warlock kind of. Yeah. Solar. And then it's real good. I'm also a lot running Callus Mini Tool, little solar yeah. SMG. Um, because I think I think the one I've got has frenzy and or surrounded, so like. If I'm in the middle of a bunch of ads, I'm just like spinning around and spraying it and then reloading very quickly and then just continuing. And then, of course, burning steps, stacking damage boosts. Um, it's just Which would be really handy for, you know, when a um, containment on Leviathan spawns down in that little bit? I can't remember. I think it's sun. Oh, like the doors. Yeah, yeah. Right down the bottom. No. No, no. Uh, like the middle bit. In the uh, in, in, almost like in the gazebo bit, like the, the al to alcove, or I think so, yeah, yeah. In the alcove, that can get quite like messy in there, yeah. And just outside of it, with the amount of spawn, uh, scorn yeah. that trickle through at the same time as scions and stuff, yeah. I could imagine that just a nightmare sun boy. Just oh, no, my, my favorite trick is to put a uh, you know, the solar grenade warlock staple UV index no, 100 <laughs> i put a solar grenade on the door as it's opening and then they're just walking into it then i get all these solar kills i, don't I do like anything. doing that with um vortex grenades like the void oh, ones yeah they're you so plant good. it on the door and it just sucks them back into the spawn point you're like yep. bye yep or um because i'm when i get a solar melee kill with a titan creates a sunspot and then enemies are just walking through it now they're on fire uh it's it's a good loop. I really it's enjoy like solo. It's me with my necrotic stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. Where fire. I'm running, I'm running like volatile and um, vortex mm. alongside necrotic grips and swarm. Yep. And just you saw in DSA, it was just pink and purple, fucking <laughs> <laughs> green disgusting. and purple everywhere. <laughs> and it was just causing chain reactions. Yeah. And I'm just like. <laughs> Bye. It's very good. Clearing nukes super quickly because I was just <laughs> popping people and just walking in another direction, and it's like my my kills are just stacking up on the screen. Yeah, but I'm looking the other way, or I've got a nuke. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will say this, and like this is not new criticism, but the the area on the screen where your your active buffs get shown and how it's basically limited to four. I am really feeling that this season. Yeah. Because with, with my build, I'll have like 
Roaring Flames off my class, uh, Firewalker from Burning Steps, Charge with Light. If I switch my rocket launcher, probably Godslayer Warheads. And then there's there's about like five to six things that are competing for that space at any one point in time. You got like um, overload rounds or perpetual motion. They're, yeah, they're ones for yeah. me as well. And, and I, I, I have seen in the last week somebody you know, making making that point clearly to, I think, DMG or one of the other community managers, and they're like, yeah, the team is aware of it, um, but that is a pretty hard thing to solve. Like, because, like, for example... If and you, you get, get people complaining that the screen's too cluttered. Well, it's... So there's, there's a couple ways that other games do this, right? Like, if you go and look at something like Diablo 3, they will have, like, little square icons in a row, and there's, like... They fill in a circle to show the cooldown or how long's left on them. And given that it's a PC only game, uh, or at least the way the way this works on PC, you hover your mouse over it and it tells you what it is and how long it's got left. I don't know how it handles that on console. Um, that would be a hard switch for Destiny because you would have to teach people a set of symbols. Destiny is already rotten with symbols. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then do, do you just allow more things to fill that space because you're you're probably going to end up hitting the limit again at some point um it's a very difficult design challenge it's a balancing Um, act yeah but they are aware of it for sure like i i would have to imagine the people that work there that play the game also feel it um but there's times like you know running taraba right when it's ready to turn it on it will have the phrase ravenous beast in that corner but if that is bumped off the screen by all these other things going on, I might not know. And then the only other way to tell is to look at the gun, either down down the side of it, it's got like a progress thing that fills up, or if you aim down sights and it's got five pips under the scope, that is it being full. Mm. Um, but that is harder or take like cognitively takes slightly longer than just glancing over to see Ravenous Beast. Um, I mean, even... Yeah. Even depending on when I had my smaller monitors, I used to just kind of be able to see when I'm wearing my glasses, I could kind of see in my peripheral mm. the the buffs. And like, if you can catch the end of it, you can roughly know what's mm. going on. Or even then, like, for example, in nukes in DSC, if my thing is deactivated, I can see those colors on the side of the screen. and. Yeah almost determined that way without having to do like a full look over and come back. Mm. At least those symbols being there kind of helps color wise. Yeah. The, but the also symbols in the middle, are pretty in the, small and no one knows yeah. what the symbols themselves actually mean. It's because there's in, text there. In, in like the middle of a clusterfuck, like we're in mm. the nightmare realm against Keitel, you trying to check your gun and like, it's a lot less convenient than quickly looking yes. and coming back. Exactly. And if you get overwhelmed, like me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, I would hope that means at some point we see them start to talk about that problem. I don't expect a solve for that anytime soon. Because as I said, it's very difficult to, to get something it's, like that right. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just a natural uh, byproduct of the way that the abilities and power system has grown over time, right? Like there's so many more things that can fill that space. And then depending on what you're doing, there are things that need priority. Like if it's uh, a debuff or something that could kill you in-game, you should probably make sure that's always visible. 
I don't know if yeah. I would imagine they have logic like that. I don't actually know if they've spoken about that, but then it becomes a question of like, okay, what's important? What's more important than what? Like, what's the stack rank of what you sh- what you should always show versus stuff that's less important that you can kind of leave off? Yeah, and it's it's tough. That's the really the tough design problem. Yeah, that's why that's why I've like I'm very patient with developers, yeah. especially Bungie, oh, yeah. because like I I think a lot of people have disillusioned themselves into just thinking, oh, you just go and bang out some code and just implement yeah. like a hot fix, it's yeah. fine. Flip a switch. It's like it's not that. No, go read a book. Go read a book <laughs> on software development and how it actually gets done. Just go watch a VDoc yeah. by any development company. Just go watch a behind the scenes for mm-hmm. any video game. Just shit go is, watch any of the World of Warcraft behind the scenes stuff and yeah, see how fucking hard it is held to together by implement chewing shit. Gum and duct tape. But especially in like a, a live game, mm. like a, a, an online live piece of content yeah. and trying to actively update that. Uh-huh. And it's like doing that, knowing that this piece of code is probably going to break something else. Mm. Like, yeah. But yeah, it's. Um... I mean, the other side of it is like it has forced me to become more aware of all of the different, all of the different plates that I'm spinning with my build, right? Like they're all on different timers and cooldowns, and they're all set off by different things. And this has made me a lot more conscious of all the different aspects of it because I've had to go, okay, I'm charged with light, but I'm actually not sure where I'm outputting charge with light, so I'm just always charged with light. Oh, that's right, I don't have an output. I need to change a mod so that I eventually use this because otherwise what's the point of having it, right? Like all the Diablo. Yeah. Like playing has also kind of trained you. <laughs> I think that is if, a more recent thing. If, I'll say if that. If you've ever played a Momopaga, um, I feel like your brain is a little bit trained to that as well. Yeah, it's it's somewhere Days between of playing like, Final Fantasy fourteen and wow, I yeah. felt like a lot of that came back to me. It's somewhere between the last, I would say, the last three months, like, solo playing a lot of really high-end Diablo 3, uh, and then also, like, going in deep on specific parts of Destiny build crafting. Like, I've got a pretty good head for it now. There's there's definitely parts of D2's build system that I don't, I still don't fuck with. Like, I have not really ever messed with Warmind Cells. Elemental Wells are still pretty new to me. I actually don't use them in any of my builds. Um, but I know that I could. And like I know what and I have at least a surface level knowledge of what those systems can do. So that if an idea came to me of like, oh, I want my void build to function this way, then I know where to look to find the the building blocks essentially. Um, and then I can start to fuck around with it. But at the moment it's just frisbees and grenades on, on a void titan or fucking throwing hammers at everything yeah that's a lot of fun mine's just a lot of green time to make things green yes which is a good choice i see a big scorn and i want to paint him green (laughs) (laughs) make him green and retired green and retired yes um i think the only other notes for me this week are i continue to as I almost says edge closer, and I don't like that. Uh, I continue to 
crawl towards gilding my dredgen for the fifth time. Oh, you want to edge the gilded drusy? Uh, I, I want to edge the drifter. Um, no. Uh, so I think I've only got like two, maybe three of the triumphs to go out of the six. Um, reset rank, wins, and then good company, which is the annoying one. Um, which will just take time and... I played a fair bit of Gambit last week when it was double rank, um, so I'll probably just wait for that to come around again, because uh, I also have other things to do. So I want to play less Gambit if I can, but I still need to get a whole bunch of wins, which is what's going to take the most time, I think. I played a bunch of Gambit this week just because some of my um, seasonal activities they needed required it. them. Yeah, you took, a, you took like three of them off. So it was like play Gambit, deposit moats, Kill uh, taken. Champions, I think was another one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. it was mostly because I wanted bright dust for the Egregor shell. Yes, <laughs> I don't actually care about seasonal activities. That's actually been so. My my this week for me has been watching game done games done quick on one monitor. Video what? game donkey just over and over. Again. No, no, summer games done quick, which is currently going on. Um, donkey done quick, and then just like ticking off a bunch of the seasonal challenges that I hadn't got to. Because um, a lot of them were like stun 50 champions or go and do just open world stuff. It's not like... I did a bunch of stuff demanding. on the moon, yeah, yeah, actually. And like that's been really chill. I've enjoyed that. Just like hanging out, drink some coffee, watch some speed runs, do some low brain destiny shit. It's a good time. No thoughts, only shoot. <laughs> Pretty much. It was actually like... No my, thoughts, only sun. Yeah. My, my, my brain off mode is Solar Titan almost exclusively ability damage. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm going to stand in front of this thing and just bounce the hammer off its leg because I catch it, it starts my healing, it gives me the charge back, and I just keep going. It's very good. God, what a yeah. game. What a game. What a time. What a season. What a summer. What a season. Um, anything else from you this week? Um, no. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if I got anything cool or dropped anything cool. No. And that's okay. Um, There's always next week. Got a new trash deer build on Dim. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Okay. <laughs> and then I, I've got another dim preload just called Goblin Mode, and it's my, it's a high resilience helmet with Goblin <coughs> transmog on it. Good. And then substitutional alloy transmog on a, another really good cloak. And then I just run around with necrotics and swarm ah, and yes. something else, and I just call it Goblin Mode. Well, it's either that or Plague Bearer. No, Goblin. Okay. We'll go with Goblin. Um, in that case, we'll call that a wrap for this week. Um, yeah, tune in next week for Erico Blueberry. We're probably going to see the end of the season story. Um, we'll hear more. I don't know. Maybe I'll make more progress on Dredgen. I probably won't, but we'll see. Um, hit all of the buttons under the video. Um, they took away the dislike button, right? Now you can only like. Or do they just stop showing how many people dislike? They stop showing how... Okay. They 
stopped so showing how many, but you can uh, maybe you find out. extensions that okay. still show it. Maybe maybe just ignore the dislike button. Hit all the other ones. Um, put down in the comments your favorite sidearm. And if you don't use one, make up the name of a sidearm. Destiny 2 gun or Fever Dream? Ooh. <laughs> Destiny Law or Fever Dream? <laughs> that, is, that is probably pretty accurate. Anyway, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah. See, see you around.